all our kids are miracles, every which one of them. Um, but all of the pregnancies are miracles. But we wanted to expand our family beyond two, and we wanted to adopt. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. Today, I have some friends with me who uh, we actually served on staff together, but we go back further than that. Uh, One was a student while I was his teacher, and then the other was actually, well, she was a staff kid when I was a student. So I have Darren and Julie Corbett with us today. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah. This will be be fun because, Julie, uh, when I was a student, you, Arlene and I both, when we were students, you, I think, were like 12 years old, 11, 12 years old. And um, you are Sonny Westbrook's daughter. I am. Yes, Sonny was, uh, he's been on the podcast. And uh, and then Darren, you were a student. What year were you a student? 92. In 92. Yep. And wow, that long ago. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, me too. Uh, so yeah, Darren was a student. And then you both were on summer staff together. And then we were. you came back. In, in 90, and, yeah, we were on summer staff 92 together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, then you, uh, and then you came back years after that and you were on staff. But let's uh, let's back up a little bit, and uh, okay, who's going first? Darren. Darren's going first. Can okay. we rock paper scissors for this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Darren, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, you know your growing up? Where did you come from? How did you come to know the Lord? What kind of family did you grow up in? All right. Well, I was very young when I was born. <laughs> But no, I, I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, up in Canada. I uh, grew up uh, mainly in Calgary and grew up in a Christian home, or what my understanding of a Christian home was. We went to church every week. Um, my grandparents were believers. My parents are believers. But um, for me, it was a ticket to heaven. That's okay. all I knew about about it. I sent, I knew Bible stories and different things, but just thought it was my ticket to heaven. Okay. And that's what I, I grew up in. And uh, all the way, are we going like talking through things or just? Yeah, talk, go talk, ahead. Okay. So growing up, I just, uh, I asked the Lord into my heart as a young kid. I think I was probably five or six and I can still remember my bedroom. My brother and I shared a room and I accepted Jesus and I did it with my dad in the room mm-hmm. and we prayed to accept Jesus. But literally for me, that was just, Hey, I'm going to go to heaven, but okay. no other knowledge to, than that. Um, grew up just living for myself, basically just friends, fun, cars, loved cars, all that kind of stuff. Um, had a harder time in school actually attending. I was going to say, you. <laughs> I know those stories. That was your hard time. It wasn't so much school. It was just yeah, not that, being at school. That, that could be me. Yeah, yeah. That was self-inflicted. But uh, yeah, so kind of floundered a little bit. And just, I wouldn't even call it that I had a, spiritually, I was floundering because I didn't have a relationship with mm. Jesus. I, I had a ticket, what I thought was to heaven, and I was just living. Mm. And did high school skied a lot, um, loved cars, had multiple cars. That was who I was. I just, I had, I I searched that out. I guess I was filling a void Mm. 
Um, I had an older brother and he was a wild child and um, did a lot of partying, drinking, drugs, all that. And I was too scared to do all that. I didn't want to disappoint my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably what kept me from all of that. But I also had a lot of fun. So I had friends that would be drinking and say, if I had as much fun as you did without drinking, I'd never drink either. Mm. But I just never got into that scene, but I was in that scene. Okay. So I was around that. But Torchbearers uh, had a display booth in our church. Okay. And my brother decided he was going to go to Thetis Island. Really? And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So he takes off, goes there in the fall, and he comes home at Christmas, and he's completely different. Mm. And I, I remember these thoughts to myself going, if there's a God that can change that guy and make him like he was, mm. I got to look into this. Okay. And so... I was like, there's no way I'm going to where he is. He was at Thetis Island. So I thought, oh man, there's got to be something. And there was Texas and it was warm. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that. And so I got on the phone and it was like, there was no internet. There right. was no nothing. Yeah. Right. So um, I called and Gerald Clausen yeah. answered the phone. Okay. And he's like, yeah, you should come. And so. I, I was too late for winter, but that was when they were doing spring. Okay. So he said to me, I don't even know why the, he would even say this, sign up for Bible school and stay for camp. And so I had to get a visa to come down. And so they did that. They gave me, you know, that, that extension or whatever it was, but no one ever met me and they were going to put me in camp too. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> These guys are nuts, you know? But anyway... Ended up coming down to Texas and just packed my bags and headed south. And um, it was different because spring quarter got really small Mm because a lot of the students would leave after. Yeah, that was back in the days when we had three semesters. Correct. And and after spring break, we'd come back for spring term and, and the student body would at best cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. It was small. It was yeah. really small. Right. And so for me, I think I was one of the only students that might have come at mm. that time. And so for me it was different because all these people had been together basically a you know, eight, six, eight months together. Right. And I just hopped in, but they all welcomed me in mm. and but they had all experienced this whole year. I had no knowledge of any of this. But Sitting in class, working with, uh, you know, Doug Lanier Mm -hmm. was on staff at that time. You were my discipleship leader that semester or that quarter. Okay. You remember that, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember. I was your favorite. I remember all seven weeks. (laughs) But it's like the lights started coming on just as I sat in class and watched staff, watched students interact. Um, all the different things. It was um, amazing to me and realizing that it wasn't a life that I could live. It wasn't that what I could do. Okay. And uh, that's when I first learned 
you know, Galatians 2.20, mm. for me to live is Christ. Right. And it was just phenomenal. And for me, it literally was the lights came on and it made so much sense. Like, and it was so freeing. And just, just that spring. Yeah. Around, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know. Like, like it was fast, but I don't know if it was so fast because all these other kids were already mm. there. Mm. And I just hopped in, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. all of us kind of floundering at the beginning and trying to figure this out. Yeah, but yeah. it was amazing. Okay. And I ended up staying for camp. And yeah, it was. Did you come back and finish the Bible I, school? I came in the fall then. Okay, then after, you came back yeah, in the fall, yeah. Yeah, okay. so we stayed uh, for summer camp. Ended up, it was a wild year of stuff. So I ended up being the activities director. Mm -hmm. And you helped a lot with that. Yeah. It was like when video cameras were just kind of like yeah. coming out. <laughs> we're creating movies yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, but, and then uh, stayed on for the fall uh, and finished in the fall. I did not ever finish a full year. Oh, I okay. didn't come back in the winter. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay, good. And Julie, hmm. now you were, I was here in, as a student, 84, 85. Arlene and I both were here. So how old were you? Right. So I, w I was born in 73, so I would have been 10 okay. or 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, tell us now, You where were you born? I was born in Spokane, Washington. Okay. And how yeah. old were you when you moved to? Six. Six. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you become a believer in Spokane? I did. I okay. became a believer in Spokane. Well, yes. Tell us about it. Um, well, I grew up as well in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. I Mom and Dad, or Sonny and Judy Westbrook, and um, but actually, I I became a Christian when I watched one of those really scary movies about okay. a train coming and leaving the people behind that weren't <laughs> believers. Okay. And I remember Jonathan was watching too, and so he, along with and my mom, helped me to ask the Lord into my heart as well because mm. I did not want to be left behind. Right, right. <laughs> so um, we grew up in that, you know, that yeah, those yeah. years of the left behind, you know, the actual, the old movies, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, my mom and dad always poured into us as far as just, you know, Bible stories mm -hmm. and, and all of that stuff. And then, um, so, but I think, then moving to the hill when I was six, and then um, we actually went to Comfort Elementary School for mm -hmm. several years. I went there till fourth grade, and then my mom and dad. That's right when homeschooling kind of started. Yeah, you were the first homeschoolers I ever met. Yeah, that, yeah. And I remember thinking, this is weird. And it wasn't really even legal. Like it was like a. It, it, people were starting to be able to get away with it was uh -huh. kind of how it went, you know? And so, and, but, but, you know, just to say that just watching you guys is, is one of the things that really made me comfortable with it when Arlene wanted to uh -huh. start to homeschool. Yeah. So Cause was, we were hmm. so well, <laughs> so smart. Just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. But actually what really prompted, well, I think this, the school system and everything, even at the time, um, um, my mom and dad weren't, necessarily that excited my dad had been a principal at a christian school prior to coming mm -hmm. to um the hill to be the director and so i think they just wanted us to be able to have kind of an education that wasn't completely secular and then also jonathan my older brother was completely bored in school he's very brilliant right. very smart causing a lot of problems at school and then they also just noticed kind of 
you know, there was a lot of girls that liked Jonathan. <laughs> and that was when he was in fifth grade. So they actually took him out first okay. and started homeschooling him. And he was kind of the guinea pig. And then the next year they said, we're doing this with all of you. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that, and I hated it. Really? <laughs> I did. But I didn't, I, I just hate, I missed my friends because sure. I was very social. And at the time there was not as many staff kids there was um a couple other staff yeah. kids and they still continued on at school and so mm. we would wait all day till three three o'clock you know and then they'd get home from school call and we'd come up and, you know we'd run up the hill to play so that was the you know but um but i know that all those years of doing that was was good for me and mm. i know that my mom you know just continued to pour into us and uh um reading and she we did some curriculum that had us kind of really do our learn how to give a um, devotion and how to have your quiet time. So I remember those oh, types yeah. of, you know, kind of little things. So um, um, once uh, we left the Hill, so then my dad remained the director until um, I think it was 85, six, maybe 86. Yeah, I think 80, we left fairly soon after yeah. you guys were here because he was then went to Wayside Chapel in San Antonio mm -hmm. for um, three years. Mm -hmm. And I went to San Antonio Christian School okay. then. And so, um, and then uh, that, that kind of put me on a little bit of a different trajectory because <laughs> um, it actually wasn't that, um, I mean, the teachers and the, and the, teaching and the and the curriculum was wonderful but you know there was a there was a lot of people who came there because they were having problems at you know public school right. so there, there was a little bit of a wild bunch and um and so um it was kind of in those years i i was compared a lot to my older brother jonathan who mm. was very um just self-driven you know he had made the commitment he had heard one of the guest speakers at the hill john hunter uh -huh. give a talk one time about the importance of a daily bible reading and getting up at a certain time every morning and having those kind of habits and he literally committed to that and mm. he he was probably in maybe seventh grade oh wow and like from then on he just kind of like trajectory up and you know adults were amazed by him and then I would always be like, hi. <laughs> I mean, I literally had teachers compare me to him. I mean, all that kind of oh, stuff. Wow. And and I wasn't like, I, I didn't hate Jonathan because of it, but I was just like, I just want everybody to know I'm not like that. Like, mm -hmm. don't expect all that from me. And so I know I'm, I'm I kind of spent a little bit of my high school years kind of feeling like, like, not that I knew for Jonathan that that wasn't fake, but I didn't feel like that was me and I didn't want to fake it, right. you know? And so I kind of floundered around a bit. And when we moved and we ended up getting um, a call from, well, my, my dad really felt led to come back up and take care of his mom up in Washington. Yeah. So we moved up to Spokane where, where my dad and mom had met and been born and raised. So my family Were was you still in, in school at the time in high school. I was. Okay. Yeah. So I was 16. All right. So I went to San Antonio Christian in eighth and ninth grade. And then we moved kind of at the end of the summer. And then I started in public school mm. up in Spokane. But, um, um, and so anyways, I guess those years, um, and, and actually at the time my mom was kind of thankful. She felt like she kind of got me out of a 
kind of a rough situation mm. of I had hilarious friends. I mean, you all know who you you are. Or so I'm still in touch with many. <laughs> but we were just mischievous. We went to Wayside Chapel. Dave McCall was our youth pastor. He will tell you. <laughs> he had me be on youth council one year and the next year I was not on youth council. Because <laughs> he didn't think I had paid attention to anything that he said. <laughs> and I was supposed to be a leader. <laughs> so there was kind of a little bit of that rebellion in me. Not, And it wasn't like, a, oh, I am turning my back on God. It was like, I am not, this is, I am not this super Christian hmm. person. And, every, you know, and, and I think we had a lot of people looking at us and hmm. always saying how amazing, oh, your kids are amazing. And, you know, we had been homeschooled. And then we even would do these little musical programs. Oh, and really? um, my mom had us all, you know, playing the piano or singing. Mm -hmm. And I just thought all that was so weird. I'm like, this is not really us, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, but uh, the Lord knew all that, and we got one of the things that I, when I think of just my my youth and my high school years, is my mom for our whole lives had had impressed the importance of having a, a quiet time mm -hmm. and spending the time with the Lord, and so she made it a chore, like you know, like it doesn't matter if you don't want to, you know, it needs to be a habit, and the Lord will speak to you, you know, and and He'll change you as you do it, but you don't have to. So I did. I always I did. I I went through that. And I remember in high school when I started at the public school and stuff. I was lonely. I had never been lonely before because I'd always had so many friends. I didn't know anybody. You know, it took me a little while. But I do remember when I started there that loneliness. There was a period of a couple months before I got into a group, and it was actually a really good group that I finally got into of Christian kids. But that loneliness drew me to the Lord mm -hmm. and those quiet times for the first time in my life were meaningful. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, you know, when I, when you think back on being a Christian your whole life, but then where things really started to kind of solidify and you saw that, wow, um, God does meet me where I'm at and he does meet my need, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like, you know, there's, these God kind of takes mm -hmm. away these props that you lean on so that you have to lean on him. Yeah. And, and that's kind of been like a theme of my life. Mm -hmm. And so in, um, I had actually a really great last two years of high school graduated and decided to also got a call from Gerald Clausen, okay. um, it, close to the summer in, in 92 saying, hey, Julie, you should come down and be a counselor at camp. And I was like, I thought that would be amazing. I, I still was, had Texas, you know, I was attached. Mm. I figured I'd probably move to Texas, okay. you know. And um, and uh, I said, yes. And my dad said, no. <laughs> you know how hard they work, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> he did. And I was like, dad, you of all people, you, you don't. He's like, well, he said, you know, it's just, it's really hot. <laughs> you get paid 20 bucks a week. <laughs> I was about, I had gotten a scholarship to go for, to, to university and I wanted to be a nurse. So I'd gotten a really good, you know, scholarship. I don't know if he, maybe he was worried that I would go down and not come not back, come back yeah. or, you know, want to stay down and meet um, some guy. Meet some guy. <laughs> and, and um, but I, you know, I was, 
he, you know, he said, yes, you know, if that's, if that's what God is calling you to do, you can do that. And cause I was telling him, I don't need a job. I don't need to make money. Cause I've got this scholarship, you know, and I'm uh-huh. living at home. So I remember having this whole conversation and my mom was like, Sonny, you know, he says now, he goes, well, I don't remember saying that. I'm like, you did. <laughs> you said that. You remember that. Yeah, I remember that because I was shocked. So then, yeah, came to camp. And again, like, this is why I recommend, I mean, and our son, Jed, just finished yeah. as a counselor at camp. Is um, it, it literally changed my life. Um, you get to be... Um, stretched in a way mm-hmm. that you've never been stretched you get to have community well i hadn't been to bible uh, bible school so mm-hmm. i hadn't had that kind of community mm-hmm. you know a community of other people who are like-minded and doing the same thing as yeah. you and then not only that you have to live out your faith and you have to share your faith mm-hmm. on a daily basis and i had never done any of that mm-hmm. i mean i had shared with my friends in high school and and we had a good group um that was um pretty focused on outreach. So I had a good junior and senior year, but I mean, nothing like that summer camp. And um, I remember the Lord just really started speaking to my heart at camp and, um, and especially about my family and especially Mm -hmm. about um, all that my mom had and dad had done. Mm -hmm. And so instead of kind of thinking like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not like this family, I thought, man, I am so blessed to be part of this family. Mm-hmm. And that was on, and I remember specifically those thoughts. It can't yeah. like, mm-hmm. I can't wait, wait to get home to my family mm-hmm. and like have real conversations with them, you know, and not always be the one that, Julie, are you paying attention? <laughs> you know, are you, are you listening like during devotions? Like, you know, yeah. you know, cause I really, I really, I don't know why. And I don't know, I guess maybe it's cause I wasn't feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to fake it, you know, mm. and, um, and when I came to camp and, and really just surrendered to the Lord, it was like, I was feeling it <laughs> for the yeah. first time. It was wow. like the Holy spirit, you know, yeah. and, and, mm. you know, the spirit of truth and yeah. he was telling me the truth and, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, so anyway, that was kind of really the, the turn for me. And then I came back and went through nursing school yeah. and, um, yeah, but I met Darren that summer as well. That was a big, <laughs> yeah. was a big, yeah. a big deal as I'll well. I'll probably be in trouble if I don't ask, you know, how did that all happen? So, so I'll probably yeah. get an email or something. Right. Like, oh, why didn't you ask? Right. So I'm yeah. asking, how did okay. that happen? Yeah, you can start because Darren has a different different view of my, it. My version's a little different. <laughs> yeah. He says he saw me from the rock yeah, house when I, I was at the fish house. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, you had good was, vision. I did. I had amazing vision. <laughs> I had just, uh, we had the break between camp uh, counselor training and and finishing Bible school that Mm -hmm, year. And mm -hmm. so a group of us went down to Corpus over the weekend. And being that I'm from Canada and have a great skin (laughs) for, you know, accepting the sun, (laughs) not, um, I spent the weekend on the beach. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, Doug Lanier prior had tried to give me a flat top and I have the ridge, like a, a continental divide on the top of my head and he could not get the hair to stand up. And so he kept cutting shorter and shorter. So I ended up with a monk ring on the top of my head and I said, Oh, just shave it off. And so we shaved it off during Bible school. And then Charlie literally 
almost asked me to wear a hat every time I left the hill because I looked like a Aryan Nations individual and they were already concerned about his hill up on the uh, out of comfort. Yeah, in those so, early years, they didn't know what we were right there. Some yeah. cult up there yeah. or something. But uh, So I went to the beach, bald, and uh, didn't really use sunscreen very much. Anyway, came back blistered like crazy, like pus blisters from the sun. And camp was just starting the counselors were just coming and i remember looking from the rock house to the fish house and i honestly there, there was almost like this glow <laughs> but there was this like blonde i mean really to me it was un- unbelievable and so i had to work my way over there and she happened to be talking to a friend that i had grew up with in calgary she had come to camp and i immediately said to her don't talk to my mom about this burn because she would have told and that was julie's first uh impression of me is this i i weighed about 140 i was bald and burnt to a crisp and and you figured you had a chance yeah, gotta aim high you know and so i started at the top and no just uh I noticed her and that was, I mean, I was attracted to her that way, but as camp went on and interacting and you could just see top quality individual and uh, you see people's character come out like crazy during camp, their true colors come out and just always um, admired her for that. Just her inclusion of everybody, Mm -hmm. um, the way she, she talks and, uh, her smile lights up her face anytime you see her and she'll be talking to anyone and she gives undivided attention to the, that person and you just, you, you don't meet those people every day. And so um, I really wanted to get to know her, but so did the other 12 counselors that were there. So <laughs> they, she had a list, like all these guys were interested and I, I played my cards pretty tight to my chest, but... Um, Except for you were the, everywhere I was. Yeah. Well, see, as the activities director, you had the freedom, and some of the ex, the counselors needed extra care, and so I just thought maybe she needed a soda every once in a yeah, while. Or, I'd be teaching tennis, and he'd drop off a soda. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> She's completely oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. But no... My twenty dollars a week yeah. went really far. Yeah, not only yeah. he wasn't doing that for everybody <laughs> no, on that salary. No, no, but yeah. yeah. So um, we really didn't. No, we never really dated. Like no. we never even said. It was Mindy. late in the summer, and yeah. we we talked, and we we would hang out, but it was always in a group. And then finally, towards the end, we um, kind of hung out more and talked a little bit and mm-hmm. I told her I would come and see her at Christmas and she was a little overwhelmed because we weren't really anything. well no you you yeah no you 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 said you liked me one yeah. day you came up to me it was down at the old shop or at the oh old, yeah yeah. Or, yeah at the shop yeah, yeah. and um we were just getting off the bus and he came over and he said I um I just wanted to tell you that I like you oh yeah and it came out really smooth and I, I, I like you and I really want to get to know you better <laughs> you know what i said 
Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this again, was a really deep I, conversation. I, I, know. <laughs> I, uh, I actually did not tell him that I liked him, uh-uh. um, but I did like him mm. at, by that time. I think that's why he felt confident enough to tell me that. Okay. But I also didn't want to be pressured to say I like you back on yeah. the spot. That's my whole yeah. don't want to be pressured into anything. No. And so, yeah, a couple, a little bit later, I, I told him that I yeah. felt the same way and we then had a little date to San Antonio or something yeah. like that. And then, yeah. And then she left. Except, she went back yeah. to Washington and I stayed for Bible school. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But you ended up at some point moving to Spokane, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I road tripped back up to, uh, back to Calgary, but stopped in uh, Spokane on the way. And after school was done and we kind of, well, obviously it, went well and we continued our long distance relationship that was before cell phones all that i mean it was letter writing yeah. and weekly mm-hmm. phone calls with Huge minutes you know yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. Minutes, yeah. you know yeah. Like, so um but yeah we just did uh visits i'd drive down there as much as i could to see her but i eventually ended up in school in spokane right. i was i was going to do firefighting is what I was thinking that I was supposed to be doing. And Judy actually was driving, that's Julie's mom, was driving me around Spokane, and we went past a fire college that was there, and I didn't even know it existed. Mm. And she regretted it at the time because I immediately applied. (laughs) She liked you by then. And then uh, was able to move to Spokane. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it was a two-year program and did that and continued dating Julie during that time and she was in school doing her nursing school and she actually had to go longer than I did I did two years and at that point we'd been dating for three years and finally I think we broached the subject with your mother first yeah well my dad had again been very clear that we were not going to get married before i was finished with college uh-huh. and again all this is based on their very difficult first couple of years being married yeah. and being in college okay. and so but he had said that so much in the beginning of our relationship and she he kept telling me like you're gonna finish before you know and that we didn't even about two years in we didn't even we're like we're going to wait a whole nother two years to get married, you know? And, and so we did, we talked to my mom about it a little and said, well, is it, does he really still feel like that? And so she talked to him and then she came back to us and said, no, I think you should talk to him. You, you should, should talk, talk to him. him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She was our you, inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was, he was like yeah. <laughs> very, very but, strong. But then he, he, yeah, he they were on board yeah, and they were on board. We did it, uh, got married in What 95, year was that, 95? 95, okay. and Julie still had another year of school. So mm-hmm. I was working, and she was going to school, and I still wanted to do firefighting. And at that point, um, we thought it was actually going to happen. And Julie was just finishing her school, and I w- there was this whole process to get hired in the fire department. It was written test, physical agility, interviews, all that it all happened. I was number three on the list and it was going to be, they're hiring three. And I just was like, God, you are so good. This is amazing. We're married. I got my, this is going to happen. And they hired one, two and four. Oh, wow. And I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. And that very week I got a call 
from Charlie. Yeah. And he said, hey, we were, we'd really like it if you and Julie would consider coming and being on staff. And it was like, whoa. It was almost like God's just saying, hey, we got different plans for you right now. And so we packed up after she graduated and moved down in the fall of 96. Okay. Yeah. yeah I remember you guys showed up with your dog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Zeb. It, Satan. <laughs> Different Sorry. color eyes. Yeah. Yes. He was a demon dog. Black really, with but light blue yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could run 30 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was down at our house one night. And I remember walking to the bedroom, had all the lights turned off, and I walked past the front door and I saw I looked back, and he was on the front porch just staring at me through oh, the window, yeah. and those eyes were glowing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He, he was something. Yeah. He was a last year of nursing school by. We went to the pound. I'm like, I need him. <laughs> he was cute when he was a puppy. <laughs> so how long were you on staff? Three years. Yeah, okay. three years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, now you moved back to Spokane. That's where you are now. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, now, you're Julie, you're working as a, a nurse mm-hmm. in, a, in, in a school, right? No, I am now working at a place called Maddie's Place, oh, with, that, yeah. which is a step-down unit for um, babies with, it's called neonatal abstinence syndrome, but it's babies that are withdrawing from okay. drug-addicted mothers. So wow. they're born, and then they have to go through a period of withdrawal, mm. which, mm. Um, so we usually take them from the NICU, at their initial care where they're on, morphine and you know trying to do that initial wean that's really dangerous and then we get them for the next month usually to kind of continue that so yeah well that's got to be trying at times it is it is yeah Yeah. they're very (laughs) it's like a ministry yeah it is it's definitely a ministry yeah yeah and we also have we house the mothers if they're in some sort of recovery program and so the mom is can stay with the baby in the room um and help with her with its care, and then we kind of we try to get them set up with social, you know, services and all this okay. kind of stuff. So, it's it is it's quite a ministry, and it's um, hugely needed right now. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Now, did you used to be a school nurse? I did. I was okay, a that's nurse where for I got several that years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And Darren, you're a builder. I am. Julie's is much more exciting. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you're pretty busy with yeah. it, though. Yeah. 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 Um, it's been very, very good. The Lord's been good. We've had lots of uh, years. I ended up, well, I guess this could be a segue for you, but we we wanted to, uh, well, we had three, uh, two kids, mm-hmm. Caleb and Jed, and we wanted to have a third Pregnancies were very difficult. Getting pregnant was a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, infertility, it took us like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie had, well, I mean, you can get into the, some of that or whatever, but we had uh, different things happening. We ended up pregnant. All our kids are miracles, every which one of them. Um, but all of the pregnancies are miracles. But we wanted to expand our family beyond two and we wanted to adopt. Julie came to me, mm. or do you want to tell that part? But the reason I'm segueing is this is that's when I had to get on my own in business. Okay. I okay. was an employee and for international adoption, you had to make a certain amount of money. Okay. And mm-hmm. as an employee, I didn't make that level, but if I went on my own, so what I did is I created my company and still worked for the guy I worked for just okay. as a subcontractor, but I could prove on paper that I was making more. Yeah. And that's why I started our company mm-hmm. building. Okay. And so all those years ago, that's when it was. So Okay. 
So I remember you guys were living, you had a, this home that you had built on the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was there. I don't know why I was there, but I was, oh. Andrew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was there to speak at a, a youth retreat. Yeah. yeah. And so I was at your house and I remember the boys, the two older mm-hmm. boys, they it had snowed mm-hmm. and they wanted to show me their their sled run oh, that yeah. had, and I thought this is a death wish. It is. Yes, this was them concussions, <laughs> <laughs> but yep. they were they were having so much fun yeah. on it, yeah. and it's really that I think that kind of describes your family. Yeah. Just has your family just has so much fun. Yeah. We do, and yeah. So you have how many boys? How many girls? We have three boys and two girls. Okay, and both of our daughters are adopted. Okay, mm-hmm. um, now. Well, ages, real quick, if okay. you don't mind. Uh, Caleb is 22, <laughs> Jed is 19, Summer is 18, and Luke is 14, and Maddie is 11. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, another fun fact for everybody is that the Corbett's bought the lot right next door to us. So they they hope to build their, I guess you call it a uh, winter home, summer home, what are you mm-hmm. going to call it? Uh, a home, a home. <laughs> second home, also known as, a, as an exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so right now they uh, they don't have the house built yet, but they have an RV there, and and the almost the whole family is yeah. is there, yeah. and uh, it's just it's just fun to watch them pull up, jump out. The kids just yeah. they just turn on fun as soon as they mm-hmm. as soon as they step out of the car. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you guys are next door. Yeah, uh, summer. Your oldest daughter, this is her first day of Bible school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your reason for being down here yeah. right now, taking yeah. her to Bible school. And so now she was the first one that you adopted. She was. Yeah. And yeah. she is from China. She is from she China. Is. Okay, tell us mm-hmm. that story. How did that, yeah. how did that come? Yeah. Julie. Well, I think um, actually we had wanted to adopt even before we, well, um, you, I had life. wanted to adopt my whole life. Like my mom okay. told me stories of going to India and she had worked at an orphanage with her aunt, mm. who who was a missionary in India, and they had rescued babies out of trash cans. And oh, wow. so this was in my head all growing up. And in fact, in high school, I talked my parents into becoming foster parents, mm. so that we could take babies. And I think of that now, and I think they were amazing parents because <laughs> they did it. Oh wow! And I sat through the foster care classes with them, and oh, wow. um, so we did that. Um, and they took probably about four. Um, infants and we basically got in with an agency where we would take a baby in in the meantime when the mom when that was about to be adopted out and so it kind of worked for an adoption agency instead of getting into the whole fostering system so um but so I just had that in my heart that was something that I knew that God had called me to and I remember when I met Darren and when we started hanging out and stuff I had told him that. And he's like, yeah, I want to adopt too. I mean, I don't know if he had ever really thought about it, but he was totally open to it. Like he was just like, oh yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> so were you, had you? I, don't I was just trying to win you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. yes, I'll do it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I, I feel like God prepares you for stuff like that, you know, because then in turn, you know, then we, we did have a lot of infertility issues. And so in the back of our minds, we knew, well, then, you know, we know that we want to adopt, so we're not going to, you know, go through extremes to have, you know, biological children. And the Lord did bless us with, 
um, Caleb and Jed, again, kind of surprise pregnancies right outside of each, both yeah. times we mm. just gotten licensed to be foster parents. Every time. Oh, wow. Both yeah. times. Yeah. And in fact, the day I found out when I was pregnant with Caleb, I got, we got our first call for a placement. <laughs> Really? And it, again, yeah. it was my dad, the voice of reason, because I was going to take the placement and I was working as a nurse. Oh, wow. And he goes, Julie, no, don't do it. It's more like Julie. <laughs> yes, Julie. Julie. You don't know how you're going <laughs> to be in this pregnancy. You don't know, you know, what's you're working. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. it's okay Almost to wait. He knew, he knew because at, at 14 weeks, I went in, no, 20, 20 23 weeks, I yes. went into preterm labor and I was on bed rest for 14 oh, wow. weeks with Caleb. So I remember that. Now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but God, um, you know, so adoption through the foster care system was what kind of what I had. But then as we, after we had Jed and my brother and sister were uh, missionaries in China mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so I think it just, China was on our heart and yeah. um, I just, it just, I kept having this yeah. this impression that we were supposed to adopt from China. And so one day I just said it to Darren. I said, hey, what would you think about adopting from China? And he said, let's do it. Wow. And literally from, well, this is kind of how we do things. So, yeah. right. Buying the property. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, yeah. So that was, you know, China is a long process. Yeah. It was about an 18 month oh, wow. is process. It? Yeah. Um, because at the time there was a big slowdown. So you do all this paperwork, you have to have all these home studies. And then there was a, a slowdown where they quit. Yeah. China and really was, clamped down on how many people. And especially for like a, not a special needs. Yeah. It was, it was not a special a needs regular. child. Right. So then in the process of the wait, we were like, we could take a special needs child. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, um, again, I think, you know, and we, we, um, well, it's we, obviously we're, the Lord yeah, is putting right. that on your, you know, right. on your mind. Like it's, right. it wasn't like, Hey, let, I want to do, it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I thought I'm a nurse. I just felt like we, you know, and a lot of the special needs are very, in, in China, you know, it's, there's a lot of um, kids minor that, things. you know, minor things, okay. but they get put in this, you know, special needs category and kind of mm-hmm. get passed over. And so we told our agency that. And so then within a few weeks, she had a file for us to mm. look at. And that's, that was summer. She wouldn't let us look at her picture and she let us look at the file, the file and bring yep. it to some, she had a hole, hole in her heart and, um, and we took it to a cardiologist, we took it to a cardiologist and he a- looked after the adoption. No, we hadn't no, adopted her before. yet. No, she just really? let us look at the file. So, so you'd be aware of what you're getting. You know, this okay. baby is waiting yeah. in China, but we want you to not make this decision based on seeing how cute she is or, you know, right, or whatever, right. just, just think about it. No pressure. And so we talked to the doctors. The doctor of course is, was like, this is like my dentist filling a, a cavity. A cavity. I mean, no we can do deal. this. This surgery is no big deal. She you know, it's full on open it. heart surgery. But yeah, we were but like, he was oh, also okay. saying you might not even need it. Yeah, yeah. They weren't sure. And this was know. a doctor in the States? Yeah. That was a doctor in Spokane, okay. yeah. So they're, they're just looking at the file. Yeah. They're just looking at the file. Okay. And, the, and the cool thing was the director at, at Summer's Orphanage was a medical doctor. Okay. So we actually had really good, good information, record. okay. good records. Wow. A lot of people don't get that type of information. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and so then from then that that's, we went and we did the whole process of adopting. It was funny. Cause I, I felt like we, we sh- would be in China for her birthday and it was unheard of that. Like yeah. it could happen that fast. Like this was like in May uh-huh. and we, I was like, no, Travel summer's birthday just, is so it's the July. China process is crazy. You get the, you get your referral of your child. They'll send you the file and then you wait more. 
And it was, and, and again, those waits were really long. But Darren just said, nope, we'll be there by her birthday. And even our, our, our right. adoption agent, she just laughed. She's like, oh, I've never met anybody so positive, you know. And yeah, she goes, really, well, okay, well, you know, God hears you. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then all of a sudden we get a call out of the blue. Uh -huh. You're not oh. going to believe it. You yeah. got a travel date and you'll be in China for her birthday. Yeah. We wow. actually picked her up four days after, after her, her birthday. birthday. But wow. we were in China, China yeah. on her birthday. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. That was crazy. Yeah. Now, just was it just the two of you that went? Uh, yes. Jenny. Oh, Jenny came with okay. us. That's right. Your How sister. did I forget Jenny? Yeah. yeah. Jenny came with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Jonathan and Cindy were there. Yeah. Right. So okay. we stayed with them the first week and then they actually traveled to Summer's Province with us. So yeah. they were with us the oh, day we got Summer. Fun. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. Had it was a whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So. And uh, is it a real expensive process? Um, it is. Mm -hmm. It's, but actually, um, I don't know how much it's changed. It's changed a lot over the years, but it was a very straightforward process. So we knew what the price would be okay. and it didn't always change. You okay. know, we're in some of these China other countries. China was very good about that. Like, where, okay, now you owe us this. Now you owe us this. But China, like it was a very with, set. And yeah. we were with a, a really good agency that had good standing there. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it was, um, um, you know, it around 20, at the time it was around $20,000. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. But what's crazy is, the Lord provided yeah. all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we had people donating to this. Like we oh never, we did a wow. garage like, sale. It's just unbelievable. Like, we did a garage sale yeah. and, and we made more at that garage sale that we've, you know, we're like, what in the world? We've done garage sales since and been like, what, why are we making so You know, it's just, uh -huh. that was the Lord, you know? Yeah. And then also we did, mm -hmm. we would have people at our church. Yeah. I mean, just come up and hand us these checks, you oh, know, wow. and, and yep. we hadn't asked, like we didn't, hadn't put it out there, like help us. There was no gun, go fund me's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, um, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. so that oh, was the Lord. And then, and then he gave us summer and um, we got home and within a couple months, she did have to have open heart surgery. Okay. Yep. And we were so thankful because she was a different baby the day she, I mean, after, after. she had that okay. open heart surgery, okay. she was struggling prior. So yeah. she, we thought, what is wrong with this child? I and mean, she was 14 pounds at a year old. Mm. She had zero teeth. I mean, she was mm. kind of weakly, wimpy, kind of, we could hardly get her to eat anything. Mm. And it was just because she was working so hard, you know, her heart had to work so hard with the leaking. So, right. um, yeah, so, and then, yeah, she's kind of hit the ground running after that. We yeah. got we got her home. She started just crawling all over the house, ate like a whole bowl of spaghetti. We were like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That's, that's neat. And so now she's 18, 17, yeah. 18? Mm -hmm. Okay, and she's in Bible school. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, then you had another child, uh, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And then came your second adoption. Right. Well, see, this is, I don't know why it happens like this, but we were thinking we needed to adopt again. And from China. From China. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we were just getting started, like thinking about that process. And then Julie comes to me and says, we're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So again, every time we had considered foster care or that, that mm -hmm. this is what the, what came up, but it was almost like we just, it was just a miracle in itself. All our pregnancies have been miracles. Yeah. All our adoptions have been a miracle. Wow. It's yeah. just crazy. God has used every one of those kids in bringing them into our lives. Mm -hmm. They each have a miracle story that yeah. is off the chain. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Mm. Yeah. But, 
So Luke came as a surprise as well. Okay. And so that he, we then thought, well, maybe we're done. Mm-hmm. We, I think this, you know, that's four and mm-hmm. wow. Okay. And then you can. Yeah. So um, my mom was at a church one day. We, again, we had actually kind of let the foster care thing go too. Cause then by that time I was tired and, um, my, our oldest had a lot of, um, he had had an illness when he was young and then he just had a whole array of learning mm. issues. And, um, so we were like, Oh, you know, and, um, Darren had always said he wanted like seven kids and I'm yeah. like, I'm about to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but my mom, um, just was at a church one day that she doesn't even go to. She happened to be dropping something yep. off. And there was a family there that we had known from the church that my dad was a pastor at. And she said, Hey, um, we have, a uh, sister. It was an adopted sister that is having a baby and she's not going to be able to, um, keep it and wondered if, um, Julie and Darren might want to adopt her, you know? Wow. So yeah. my, yeah. And so in, in my mom came home and told us that, and I said, no, nah. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, not an, not a newborn, not an infant, you know, all this, I kind of had all these things and we had had really hard infants. Our boys were really hard, really reflux, really bad, you uh-huh. know? So it was just crazy. And, um, but yeah, Darren goes, well, maybe we should pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, re- I remember just thinking, oh, brother, yeah, <laughs> not okay, that. yeah, not that. <laughs> so we literally did. He said we, we had to kind of let them know. Well, see, that w- we went and then we said, well, maybe we'll be a placement for her. Yeah, because they said the state would take her. They knew the state yet. would take They thought the state would take the baby just in the state that the mom was in. Yeah. She has very special needs, kind of, and um, um, hadn't been able to take care of her first child okay. and they had actually adopted her first child. So so we went through the foster care class so that we could take her as a placement. Well, right. Right. the mom kept, after the baby was born, it, it would go on. But so she was nine months old when the yeah. state got So involved. well, we prayed for about it yeah. for three days. And that yeah. was the answer that the Lord gave us is you can walk through the door. So yeah. we said the door that we'll walk through is we will go back and renew our foster license so that when she has the baby, if she becomes available for placement, we could be a placement. And mm-hmm. um, so that's what we did. And then when she was born, the state said, um, they, the, the mom had taken a parenting class. So they said, yes, you can, you can keep her, you can, okay. you can parent her. And, um, and then that lasted for about 10 months. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really give it a second thought because mm-hmm. it wasn't something that, you know, we had our hearts set on or anything. And and then about 10 months later, I get a call and, and from the grandma of this yep. of this family. And she said, are you still interested in Maddie? And I didn't even know her name was Maddie. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? Who? <laughs> and, and she says, yeah, you know, it's come to that. They, they, they can't parent. The state's taking her. And can you take her? And how old was she at the time? She was 10 months. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then from there, we went to that family meeting and... They handed us Maddie. We and, walked out with her. And, wow. and, and, and at the time, Not, her mother was like, I will be getting her back. And we were like, okay. Like we weren't, you know, we were like, we're going to be a placement, okay. you know. And um, so then we w- did that whole foster care dance, like the visits, you know. She had three visits a week and um, they were very 
brutal. Brutal. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. So it had been an abusive environment that okay. she had been in for those first 10 months. So mm. there was a long kind of. Lots of trauma. Lots of trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, through that, the Lord um, kind of connected us with her mom. You know, we would write back and forth in a journal. I'd write her a note when she'd go to her visit. She'd write me a note. And then about six months in, she said, I, would you guys adopt her? The, I don't. Her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her okay. mother called me one she day and she. Mm-hmm, and she. I can't. She do said, this. "I can't do this." And and um, but then she didn't relinquish her rights for yeah. about another six months. Um, again, the whole system mm. is a you know a game. And then um, and then her dad also finally signed. So there was no like term. If you go to termination through foster care, it's a whole court proceeding okay. where they ha- where when the state terminates, it's way easier if. The parents sign over because then it's this, you know, back and forth. And so, um, the Lord, I think maybe knew it, knew that we didn't have enough to do a big long battle. (laughs) And, um, um, but, uh, so yeah, so then that's how we got our little Maddie Maddie. Joy. So how, okay. How old was she when, when you finally were able to officially adopt her? Two and a half. Was it two and a half? Okay. Yeah. Well, February twenty eighth. So, and then she's April. So I think she was almost three. Almost three. Yeah. Okay. So it was. A, it, was it was a little a bit of a process. And how yeah. long was she with you then? She had been with time. us the whole since, time. Since nine or ten months. Yeah. So we've had her yeah, since that. And, yeah. So yeah. she's kind of been with us from the. Yeah. 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 Well, that's uh, those are neat stories, and I really appreciate you know you guys being clear about how the Lord just kept doing this. Yeah. Hundred percent. And. And I look at the girls. I was telling you before we got started, you know, mm-hmm. I was looking at your family last night at the opening banquet mm-hmm. for Bible school. And I, I was just looking at the Corbett's. Yeah. And uh, then it wasn't until later that night uh, the thought came to me that, mm-hmm. well, Summer's adopted. Yeah. And, and, you know, she's, and she's Chinese. You don't yeah. even think about it yeah. because she's a Corbett. She yeah. just fits right mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And so does Maddie. They yeah. just fit right in. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, the, 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 um, what's the word I'm thinking of, but the, the just the way they connect with their siblings, right. it, it, this just looks it, it, I guess it is. It's just a normal thing. This yeah. is just family. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, it's been, there's been challenges in it, but it's, it's sure a blessing for us and it yeah. sure helps having Julie as a mom for them. Cause that's, <laughs> you're not getting that from me. I, <laughs> she's. She is no. definitely the connector for I've that. I've become it's really very good. informed on trauma care. And yes. <laughs> trauma She's informed on care. Too. She's yeah. thinking I've got a lot of trauma. So, <laughs> so uh, anybody that w- would be considering adoption, what would your encouragement be? What would your um, advice be? Talk to the Lord. Yeah. Like literally open that dialogue with the Lord and mm-hmm. what do you want me to know about this? What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and wait to hear. Yeah. yeah. And he calls us to it in mm-hmm. his word. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that things. after doing it and watching people do it, yes. that it can be a lifelong struggle, yes. but it can also be a, an amazing, an amazing, um, uh, blessing and, transformational in your life you know i mean there's a lot of issues that Mm -hmm. arise with adoption Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of um childhood stuff and a Mm -hmm. lot of you know that now we are understanding more that first year of life and how important Mm. the brain 
pathways that are developed mm-hmm. like that i'm working with these infants yeah. and the reason we're doing all of this care is so that their brains can form correctly yeah. in that first year mm-hmm. and i think of my daughters who were not one was neglected in an orphanage and one was in an abusive situation for a year mm-hmm. and so we see that play out but we also see the lord mm-hmm. work in all of us in us in our in our boys mm-hmm. understanding just having a heart for um people that you know mm-hmm. struggle and um and understanding you know that um they may not always feel mm-hmm. like they fit in or they you know but just knowing that you know we're all we're all part of we're all children of of christ and mm-hmm. and and um kind of leading them to Christ in each of these areas. And mm-hmm. so it's been very trying at times. Oh, I mean, there's, sure. there's stories. Okay. So I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like it's an easy process. No. Cause I feel like I would, I did that a lot in the beginning when they were young mm-hmm. and, but there's a lot to walk through and we have a lot of friends who've adopted and there's a lot to walk through, but yeah. man, if God is calling you to it, he'll bring you through it. Okay. And that's what I was, we've mm-hmm. seen whether it's easy or not, you know, it's usually the hard that brings us closer to him and in our daughter's lives as well. Yeah. I mean, those two girls have a, the most tender hearts towards the mm. Lord. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, well guys, I appreciate you, you doing this. You weren't uh, like so many of the guests, you're, you're not real fired up about doing it, <laughs> but I think I've right. learned a good trick with you is to make sure to ask in front of the kids because mm-hmm. the kids were very much in favor of it. Yeah, yeah. do it. You yeah. should do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They but, want me to name drop Jed, Luke, Caleb. Yeah. So, but I do appreciate you guys doing this and, and, uh, and, and just, you know, being free to, to share all of this with us. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, nice to have you as neighbors. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for, th- thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your property. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, again, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. And, uh, and, and thank you for just reminding us that, you know, to, that the Lord does these things. Yeah, it is. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast, featuring our host, Kelly Doherty, along with former staff and alumni, Darren and Julie Corbett. Our students have been on campus for just over a week and are settling in well. The first few days here were filled with volleyball and bunco games, trips to comfort, and lots of conversations as we get to know each other better. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening on the hilltop this Bible school year, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay in the loop. Thank you again for tuning in with us this week to another episode of the His Hill Podcast. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.